There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Forever. Dog. Hey, y'all. It's Bowen. I just want to tell you guys about a new podcast that Matt and I are loving. It's called Dream Boy. And it's a new fiction podcast from Night Vale Presents. It's a mysterious love story inspired by Spielberg's cinematic blockbusters that The Guardian called an instant Night Vale classic. Someone is changing all the streetlights in Pepper Heights, Cleveland. The color of nighttime is shifting. Everyone thinks they know what happened at the Pepper Heights Zoo. But do they really? Wow, wow, wow. Dreamboy follows Dane, a spun-out musician, spending the winter in Cleveland, Ohio. And Dane has two goals, keeping his job at the Pepper Heights Zoo and trying not to waste all his time on Grindr. Same. What Dane doesn't expect is to get swept up into a story about dreams, forevers, flickering lights, unexplained deaths, relentless change, and the parts of ourselves that we wish other people know to look for. Oh, and also a murderous zebra. Dreamboy is out now. Find out more at dreamboypodcast.com or search for Dreamboy, all one word, in your favorite podcast app. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that oh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. And <sighs> is it an emotional day or what? I mean, it's not even noon and... <laughs> Tears have been shed. Ducks have been triggered. Because... Ducks with the teeth. HPJ, Ugh. hot producer Joe Cilio, and we have to say his name. Joe Cilio. He just came in here and he's moving to Los Angeles mm. and we had a really emotional moment all together. Yes. Um, we all just sort of joined in a hug. and he joined. He had, a, he had some very nice words to say and I... And uh, the fucking... 
the thing that's that's like sending me over the edge is he brought the like the original Los Culturistas hat into back the when studio. hats were part of the brand. <laughs> back when I mean hats, there's still a hat. They're um, still there. But uh, oh my god, just what a what a journey. He's we, been so. He's been there since the beginning, and and we, you we should know, him. like if you listen to Forever Dog podcast, if you love Seek Treatment, if you love Race Chaser, if you love you know Black Man Can Jump in Hollywood, everything unofficial like, expert, that's, done. unofficial expert, like this is all. It's Joe and Alex and everyone at Forever Dog that have like seriously made this such a great dynamic network there's so many great cool new podcasts that are still coming yes, yes. and it's just really awesome to have been at forever dog since the beginning and like when we were just, watched it we happen. were just doing stuff at alex's apartment and then like he would like put goofing goofing in like the way that he would like filter out sound was he just put like an air mattress in the window <laughs> like yeah it, like th- like those two boys Built something together that's so special. Yeah, um, yeah. We're, we're, I wonder how they're doing. Going to be separated because they're like Matt yeah, and Bowen. They're like a Matt and Bo situation. Not, not, a, not quite as codependent, maybe, but like they're. I don't know. They run a business together. Well, bitch. sure. Um, but they, yeah. I'm just that was that was a really emotional moment. That was seriously emotional, and tears <sighs> were shed, and and we all had to hold each other. Yeah. It was very special. Anyway, we love HPJ. We love HPJ. Um, and you can buy an HPJ shirt at tpublic.com. Or a toe or a pillow <laughs> or whatever your heart desires. I got a you feel this way, throw a pillow. Uh-huh. How cute. It's Is it, cute. Did it come in already? It came in. All my merch came in. And look, I have a phone case you that says erasure. Erasure. <laughs> I had a friend buy an erasure tank top and love T Public so much, but something about the way that so that I dragged that logo to the very top left corner it could possibly go. Hmm. Inches below the nipple. I was like, it doesn't oh, no. it doesn't really make sense, but well I'll talk to our, our people at T Public. Speak to them at T Public. And also I heard that you feel this way t-shirt is a little see-through but the person who got it says they actually love oh like it's a little bit see-through a little bit sheer a little bit sheer um I now, love do you that. have a story to share i i told you i had a story to share this has just been a very stressful week and fraught fraught week and for me it's sort of i thought it culminated in this one event where um but that it was this took place on a friday yeah this did this was on friday love that i wake up have a Bezor of a shit waiting for me in oh my, my bowels. Just oh. heavy, heavy, heavy poop. Oh. I walk out of my room. No. And um my I, my one of my roommates is in the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm like, okay, great. It's fine. I'll just wait this out. It happens all the time. Oh no. Forty five minutes later. No, 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 no. Still no, no, in no, there. No, 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 no. And at this point, I'm just No. My my dilations, let's say, mm-hmm. are like two seconds apart. Like a baby child. Like a baby. Like I'm giving birth. I'm giving an ass birth, essentially. Holy And then mama. um, really did not. One of my most help. One of my most helpless moments. Oh, God. Run to the closet where we store our plastic bags. Groove. Double bag. I mean, I don't. So I, I told the story last night to Pat Regan, friend of the show, co-host of Seek Treatment. And he was like, oh, I don't know about this story. And but then basically. <laughs> <laughs> took this double bag nope. went back to my room mm-hmm. um oriented myself yes into a squat over the bags mm-hmm. in my hand mm-hmm. explosively shat into yeah. two plastic bags yeah yeah um mm-hmm. and i want to say it's not my roommate's fault um no and, it is well i didn't force them to not make me knock you know like i could have knocked but also she was in the shower and like no 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 that's, that's also too a long. Real, 
it's too long, whatever. Um, so then, so sh I, okay, let's get back to the, I shat, I literally shat in two plastic bags. Let's get back to this. Um, my whole room stinks like Poop. a fucking ghost. And then I, I <laughs> set the bag on my nightstand and I'm just like, well, and I, I'll just, I'll, it just has to sit there for mm, mm. until she gets out of the bathroom. Mm. Another five, seven minutes. Finally, she leaves. No, I bolt to the fucking bathroom, slam the door, invert the bag to make the shit come out into no. the toilet. No, 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 no. Flush no, no, that. No, no. I can't just throw away a a poop drenched plastic bag into the trash, right? So I go to the sink, start washing it with detergent and soap, just to make sure all. At a molecular level, all the shit is gone. Okay. Um. So that way, so then I'm able to dispose of the bags, but then my sink is covered in poop dust. Oh. So then I have to take bleach and like a bunch of different cleaners. I like just did the whole, I just threw everything at the actual literal sink and washed that down. And I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't believe I have to go talk to Matt Damon after this and whatever. I don't know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I shat in a plastic bag this morning. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I've done the same thing. Really? Years ago, <laughs> I had to shit in a plastic bag back when I was sharing a space. Yes. One of my lovely roommates was uh -huh. taking a day and a half in the bathroom. Uh. And what do you do when you have to go? I mean, I actually asked the listeners, what do, what you, do, do you do when you have to go and you're sharing a space? And you know when you have to go, you have to go. It's actually rule of culture number 18. When, when you, you have, have to go, go you, you have, have to go. go. So I shit in a bag as well. This was years ago. This is, I'm going to say five, six years ago. Okay destroyed a, pa a paper bag in my bedroom. Paper bag? No, no, not paper. Plastic. I'm okay. sorry. Let's be clear. <sighs> but let me tell you something. I didn't go to the fucking needless trouble. And I don't think so, honey, all the all the craziness that you did in the bathroom. I'm not going to go to the you go to the garbage outside. You put it in the garbage and then the garbage people deal with it. No, but then they fucking find your ass. It's like you can't. No, just... I don't think so. I don't think you're. Wait, what do what do what do dog owners do? Do they do they throw those shits in the garbage? They put them in the garbage, in the in the public gar garbages. They I feel this way that you just get rid of it. I don't know. The those, I might have gone to one of my neighbors' garbages. They have. They, they have. <laughs> The, the the police the NYPD has eyes all over the city. They see that they they have eyes on every single trash can. I'm convinced. Well, I was I'm, too I'm, I stand here a free man. No household trash. My shit in a double bag. It counts as household trash. That's horrific. I really what you went through is horrific. But I feel that you made it more complicated, which you often do. Uh, I resent that. I just I I really wanted to make sure that um. There was no risk. There was no margin of any sort of thing wrong to happen. I, I get it. It's just, you know, look, I think that humanity would have forgiven you had you just thrown it out. Oh, God, but like, there's really no moment like after mm. you've just shit in a bag mm -mm. Um, and you're, you still don't have access to a bathroom or toilet paper mm -mm. that you just sort of have this moment where you're, you can't sit down. Right. You can't lie down. You're, you're forced to just stand there yeah. um, with... Um, like a, a dredged layer of your own feces yeah. uh, lining your your ass, your, and, the, your 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 fissure in your body, and that's when you realize just how human you are. <sighs> oh my god, I don't know. Look, look, it, but it's going to be up to the listeners. 
Yes. Like, like I want their feedback on this. But I yes, I want their feedback on this too. What do you do? What would you do? Also, um, you know, really, really had this moment where I was like, uh, this what a low moment. But we have a guest. Oh, we sure do. Who just no? She would handle the situation with poise. Absolutely, and she would. She would be. She would just have and immediately good have good humor, but she would immediately have the 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 smartest, most most smart. This most smartest, the smartest, most smart, most smartest from most uh, smartest. from uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh um, yeah, I know the reference. Uh, thank you, but uh, uh, just the funniest take on it immediately. Oh, and the way we'll, that, I the guess way, we'll find out. We'll find out. But the way this person, <laughs> the way this person processes information or things that happen in her life, other people's lives, and then is able to speak on them, speak on those experiences. I would say an uncommonly intelligent person, and that intelligence. And this is very academic. The way I'm speaking about yes. this. Yes. That intelligence is rooted directly to their sense of humor. You know, yes. some people, it's like those those places, th- those two things exist deeply different parts of yes. their brain. Whereas, however, this person's intelligence and their sense of humor is forever linked. Forever linked. And we are grateful. And that's why we follow her at and walk. Yes. And that's why we enjoy so much the thing she does. Now, let's go through the On credits. our social media platforms. And I will, I'm about to go through the credits. Okay. So every single time this person posts, oh, it is an event. It is an event. So this person does performances of different like archetypes, oftentimes that actresses will play in, in film. In film. Yeah. And they are so funny and dead on from a performance standpoint, from honey. A writing from a writing standpoint, standpoint, I think most of all. Oh my God. Because it all starts with the text. It's actually rule of culture number 22. It, it all, all starts, starts with, with the text. text. And... I am always G A G G E D D D D D D D D D. And then to top it off, you can also get more of these writings. These writings can be found at Vulture. And you can also see this person as an interview S on Vulture. Oh my god, did you read her her piece on the Jimmies? I have read every piece. Oh my god. I've read every single piece. You can check out my reviews of RuPaul's Drag Race, which I now do solo. Thank you very much. Check. And now to top it off, you thought that it was just happening on the written page? No. Because this person also is a fabulous performer. Yes. Superlative. Yes. And I would say, you know, just, I would say just sit around and wait to see them perform. It happens all the time. But guess what? I have specific information. Oh, this is huge. This is crazy. Alice by Heart is huh? the new musical at MCC. It's the new musical from Get This, Steven Sater and Ms. Duncan Sheik. Ms. Duncan Sheik, Spring Awakening. It's Ms. the Spring bitch Awakening of living, herself. The previews begin January 30th. And this superstar is in the show. Literally, truly excited to, to have this person on the podcast. Oh, it's been a long I time I have coming. been saying, this is a true culturista. Yes. And I, sometimes I even feel a sheep in wolf's clothing. I feel the same way. Or this am I is, a wolf in sheep's clothing? You're a wolf in sheep's clothing. Okay, great. It's rule of culture number 14. Wolf, wolf in, in sheep's, sheep's clothing, clothing is the expression. Is the expression. Uh, she's really the, I think she's the one who is just really... Showing us all up? She's showing us all up because it's like, <laughs> we think we're performers? No. We think we're writers? No. no. We think we have style? No. no. We think we have class? No. She's the one. She's the only. Natalie, Natalie Walker! Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Ding dong, ding dong. And I feel, how do you feel about the poop intro? <sighs> oh my God, the poop intro was flawless. I've never <laughs> um, I've never experienced it um, in my personal living space, but uh, I uh, did, uh, 
I got diarrhea the first week at a new school. Um, On we had to go on like a wilderness trip. Oh. And literally on the way home, I was like in a carpool with two other girls who I had just met like the week before and I got diarrhea and I like knew it was going to happen. No. And then I, uh, I just was like, hey, can we um, stop at a gas station? I, th- I, think, I, I think I'm getting my period. Uh, no, I think no, I'm getting my period. No, I'm just getting my period. No, no. I'm getting my period and we have to stop. I'm no. getting a monster period that's <laughs> yeah, taking me now. Yeah, my period smells really bad. That's something you should know about me. Um, it's horrible. Um, and then also uh, while I was at NYU, there was like a stressful day at Adler and I uh, oh. literally did not make it to the bathroom. No, like I had to oh leave like God. a Shakespearean scene study class and was like oh my god I'm gonna shit myself I can't go on as Juliet like this I simply no. can't do it congratulations do it. on going on as Juliet congratulations oh my god well no they did it they did it because they wanted to stretch me as an actress because they were like you're an idiot clown like oh, no. let's try you as this and then um, we had this one teacher who like Chloe Feynman uh, Chloe. Friend of the pod, discussed on the show we're like in the culture of Adler, he was like this mythic figure where everyone's like, oh my God, Jimmy says the darndest things. And then you look back years later and you're like, oh, those were all abhorrent things yeah, that he right. said wow. to me. So literally after he stopped me three lines into my Romeo Uh-oh. and Juliet scene uh, <laughs> after I got back from shitting myself. And he was like, stop, stop, stop. Why is your Juliet disabled? And I was like, what's Jesus. happening? <laughs> What's going on? And the um, thing is, it's like I was trying to play young because I'd been playing forty-seven-year-old women my entire life. So I was like, you, "Oh, I'm Juliet. I'm a young girl." And he was like, "No." Yes. Um. Wait, that's insane. And also, yes, a very real thing. And also, the like these teachers, they they were. I get it. It's, it's the arts, but like, yes. you can't just say whatever the fuck. No, 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 no. no. It's rule of culture number eighty. You can't just, just say, say whatever, whatever the, the fuck. fuck. Um. Wait. Can we? pause i literally we can keep this i have to must shit right now this can't be the shit episode no i'm sorry no natalie i know this is this has never happened before i'm so sorry i've never (laughs) go okay we're gonna okay if you guys want to keep this going we'll chat for a second i truly i truly love it because that intro was he's going oh my god the thing is he works this very stressful job yes and so the, the, I guess that has to do with it. But the thing is, he's always been like this. Yes. Do you have someone in your friend who's like in your friend group who's like always shitting? Always <laughs> shitting. Oh my god, probably. I feel like I just have. I don't know if they shit that much, but they just are always announcing it. Like whenever right. they come back from the bathroom, they're just like, "Oh my god, what a shit!" And I'm like, "I don't need to know every time." Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I know it was a particularly stressful week. Like this is like the last week before they break, and right. so here he is, and like there's, there's like a lot happening. Yeah. But it's we never. It's never about this much shit and poop on Lost Culture. It's just, and you know that. I know that as a fan of the pod. No. <laughs> I truly, honestly, this is like a perfect little break because it is so out of body for me as such a ridiculous fangirl of the podcast. Oh my God, no. Like I feel like I am making this up. Like listening to you guys talk about me was insane. (laughs) No, we love you. I'm like, who is this guest? Oh my God, I feel like I'm like in my apartment. Like I usually listen to the pod when I'm like, trying to power myself up to get out of uh, my depression bed. And, oh, God. Yeah, I've been there. Especially in the wintertime. I'm like, oh, culturistas, please help me. Um, so <laughs> I truly, I'm, I feel like I'm in bed and I'm like, oh, my God, this guest sounds so good. Do you know that you are an obsession-worthy topic 
of gays nationwide. That is so delightful. We to have me. LA gay friends, and they that you apparently are a character in their text thread. That I was saw, like whenever there's a Natalie Walker post. Louis, yes, I saw Louis Vertel say that, and I and that's, that's some wild. high praise indeed. Yes, you know he's very discerning. He is incredibly <laughs> discerning. No, and all of those people, it, it's very weird for me because like I have been following all of them like on Twitter and like seeing them for so long, so like funny. so much longer than I was ever a person. So stuff like that is incredibly psycho to yeah. me. And like Joel, like Joel Kim Booster, like I went to his, I went to Model Minority like two you years ago. Dan Lempert brought, Dan Lempert was like, we're going to this thing. Chris Murphy, we, it was me, Dan and Chris. Oh wow. And Chris like went up and was like the youth guest with Aaron. Yeah, uh, yeah, Before yeah. the show. Um, but I was like, we opened for girl. that as slug. Oh my God, yes. It we was opened for that as slug. That was a slug night. I think that's why I ended up going because I like, that was like the tipping point was I was like, oh, Matt and Bowen are going on. Like I already listened to Culch because I am a long time fan. Oh my God. Because we and, had met at yeah. Battle of the Divas. Yes. And I think we had even met before that a couple times. Probably. Because I think at NYU we ran into each other Around, a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. But NYU, you know, chaotic time. Chaotic. Of course. And I was fully drinking the Kool-Aid of Adler. So I was just like wearing I all black see. and being like, oh, I am the seagull. Similar like, to uh, Chloe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But Chloe was like the queen of Adler. Like, really? Chloe was as a serious actress, like the queen of Adler. And I was a person that, like, at all of my panels, they would be like, well, we know you can do a, a clown role. Oh, oh I God. hate that. Yeah. I did speed the plow. And my teacher was like, the boys were big, but they were truthful. Oh, you were God. sort of because it's speed the plow, and yes, there's no the, fucking role. There's no great role for a woman. The female, the female role in Speed the Plow is literally come on, be dumb, then be a bitch. Oh, the end. Like walk Elizabeth, off in humiliation. Elizabeth it's, Moss did that on Broadway, right? Yes, yeah. with Jeremy that, Piven that during famous, the mercury poisoning during the, thing. Yes. when he ate too much tuna. Right, right. the, the sushi. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay, so listen. How did it go? It was it was good. Um, thank you so much for supporting me in that moment. What I told Natalie while you were gone was um, that she is a a topic of gays nationwide. Yes, because you know the LA gays also like they the they, LA gays they love, love it. There 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 are text threads about her and and amongst LA gays. We've talked with well, our New York gay thread. I think that those LA gays who literally live and die for the Oscars and those kinds of things. Yes, like. It really hits with them because you truly do nail the sort of like, I am the actress in this movie and this is the role I'm yes, being given. Yes, the gravitas of And you, you really like, you must have like, are you like an Oscar girl? Are you oh, like, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I yeah. want to talk to you about award season. Oh, 1000%. Because aren't we feeling like it's a little kooky this year? It's, yes. it, it always feels kooky. It feels, it, here's it's the thing. kooky in the in last the lead five. Up in the awards, yeah. yeah. It's well. Also, I feel like this is a year where people have more than ever before been like really staunchly advocating for less prestige, like less yes. movies yes. that present as prestige movies right. to get recognized, which I think is like so fucking crucial and great. great. Um, but yeah, it feels like there's m- more. Uh, passion on on both sides about it then. interesting yeah. that's the that's the right interpretation the, i think so but here's the weird thing and here's the, here's my take right now on the whole oscar season and i actually think it has to do with like sort of like like the stuff that you do online and everything 
The category fraud that is happening this year oh, yeah. is out it's crazy. of That's control. what you're talking about. Yes. It is out of control. Can we talk about the SAG Awards nominations? Yes. Yeah. The supporting actress category is not acceptable. Even even the Globes supporting the glo- All of them. All of them. Because, look, we've all seen The Favorite. Yes. I fucking live for The Favorite. Mm-hmm. I think The Favorite is incredible. Yes. You cannot look me in my eyes and tell me that Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz are supporting, supporting actresses. No. 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 And you know what? Sometimes when the category is very thick and there's, thank God, a ton of great actress potential nominees this year. Yeah. Thank God. I'm sorry. They are not supporting actresses. And you are taking it away from, I'm sorry, Regina King? Yes. Regina King does not get a supporting actress nomination at the SAG Awards? And then Nathaniel Rogers was saying other stuff. Oh, Nathaniel Rogers said Michelle Yeoh deserved a fucking supporting actress. She definitely deserves to be considered. Yes. But but you cannot put her up against someone like, I'm sorry, Emily Blunt in A Quiet Place, who is a lead. Yes. And just gets to do Uh. more. And then say, let's compare them. Because if you compare them, you are... And you're there and allowed to be the in the same category. The rubric's already fucked up. It's the hard. rubric is yeah. so fucked up. Yeah. And so yeah. I would move on this podcast right now. There <gasps> needs to be rule changes. Wow. Do you think? No, I definitely think. Because also, like, even when I love the person and they end up, like, the fact that Viola Davis won supporting for Fences it's is ridiculous. Yes. Shit, psycho. That is a leading role yes. that carries that whole fucking story more even than the character of Troy and Fences. It's like, it's Rose's story, yeah. really. And so she should have won lead that year. I think that's the year Emma Stone won for La La Land. And I'm not mad at Emma Stone ever, but like <laughs> Viola, Viola should it's have been nominated about in lead. Emma Stone. Yes, I feel like it was, it was a decision that was made because the studio didn't have faith that Viola could win over Emma. And I think that was That's wrong. I think that was a mistake because I think Viola should have been nominated in lead and should have won lead. Viola Davis should have a leading actress uh, at this moment in time. Yes. 100%. This feels gender specific too. Mm. The category many ways, is, mo- is mostly centered on, win- on, on the females. You are so mm-hmm. right because it's something that they'll do. Like, like I will fucking snap my neck. If Sam Rockwell gets a nomination for Vice for playing oh, George God. W. Bush, because it's and you know I love sketch comedy, but it is a sketch comedy performance. Mm-hmm. I've seen the film. That's what it looked like. It is a sketch comedy performance. You might as well have Will Ferrell doing it, yeah. and it probably would have been even better. But the thing is, like, it's true. These famous actors can fucking like basically come in and like do a dance step uh-huh, in these movies, uh-huh. and they get nominated for like doing this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, it why is it hard? To acknowledge real supporting actresses. And I feel like what I would say is like, it's got to be a screen time thing. Yes. If you're in more than 30%, if you're in more than 50% of the movie, how about that? Yes. I'll even say that. Okay. Mm. You cannot be nominated for supporting actress. Mm. It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Emma Stone is the protagonist of the favorite. That's that. Yes. Yes. And when I'm talking about like, iconic supporting actress performances, like what it is about, what that category specifically about is about to me is making a meal out of a snack. Yes. yes. Oh. And like, I think that's the job of that category is to reward the actress that does that, that yes. is able to yes. take a little bit and stretch it out. Like my favorite winners are the people that won for like seven minutes of screen time. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think that's what that's for. I think, I think, thank you for adding your voice to this movement, Matt. I thank think we, we need to ring the alarm. 
oh, I'm fucking ringing the alarm. And the thing is, <laughs> it really happens every year. But this year, I'm like really disappointed in actors. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com. 
Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Because it's like, mm. this is crazy because we should know more than anyone else. Like, mm. w- that like, the supporting players like that's those are important roles and yes. it's like i under i love that actors love emily blunt yeah you know what i mean i love emily blunt i live for emily blunt you love her so much fucking nominate her twice in, in, in lead actress yeah she was fucking great in a quiet place and she was great in Mary i am positive she's, she's delightful she's, have you seen it oh i did because i ranked <gasps> it for i ranked the soundtrack for vulture oh yeah um, yes you did you did you did so fucking good and I was expecting not to like it because I went to the screening and at the top of it it was one of those screenings where they come out and they're like you're gonna leave with such a smile on your face and I was like oh we'll see about that and then you smiled wow Wow. yeah and also she is unbelievably fuckable in this movie like really (laughs) that's amazing a fuckable Mary Poppins the ranking becomes an exploration of like all of my (laughs) just like gay sub I love that (laughs) Mary Poppins her ass as we once said yeah she's cause she's just so uh, where Julie Andrews like played the not fuckable dry like prim side of it but she was beautiful yes she's gorgeous but she's (laughs) sort of like she's sort of like untouchably beautiful and like almost a brunette Hitchcock blonde oh yeah 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 totally totally. Um, Mm. but Emily Blunt is like very dry and like domineering Mm. and the way that her first musical moment is her instructing the kids on how to take a bath and I was like this is so much for me (laughs) here's how you take a bath like is that pretty much it Yes, and then she and then all her line readings, like she does change it up, but so many of them are my favorite kind of line reading where she's just like, Well, I suppose. Like, yeah, oh, right. Absolutely, Coquettish. Emily. You have no yeah. idea. I'm a fucking obsessed with Emily Blunt. Yeah, I think but Emily like, Blunt give her is a, she should have had a supporting actress nomination for Devil Wears Prada. Like that yeah. if if oh, supporting yeah. actress were correctly structured to show off performances like Emily Blunt's in Devil Wears Prada, where yeah. it's like mm-hmm. a star making right. moment. Yeah. Then, and that's the thing is, it's like you get the sense that it's all to make up for something, and it's like don't just do it right the first time. I hate the concept of like giving out an award for another thing, like Colin Firth winning for King's Speech when he should have won for Single Man. I'm like, stop doing this. Oh my god! I mean, I and they they shot their load with Emma in a way. I mean, not that she didn't deserve the win originally, but like if she, I'm sure. No, here's what it is for her though is that they don't feel comfortable pushing her as best lead actress mm. because they're like, well, we're not going to take our chances and, and like have that be in such close proximity with La La Land stuff. They, I think here's what happened. They wanted the nominate. They were, they were saying, how do we get the most nominations? Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think what they, sh- the fair thing to do, and I think what I would have let them get away with, I actually would have let them get away with this, is if they put both... Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz in lead. Mm-hmm. See where the chips fall where they may. Guarantee Emma Stone gets nominated. Rachel Weisz probably loses out. Debatable whether she should or shouldn't, but sure. politically it's probably the way it would go. Olivia Coleman would win Supporting Actress. And I yeah. think that out of the three of them, if you had to gun to your head, say which one is the Supporting Actress, it is Olivia. Olivia. Mm. And are you saying, and then is, is the general conversation around Olivia that she doesn't have her chances of winning best lead are not super great. Well, 
I will not vote for her for best actress yes. for SAG. Yeah. And I, the, my reasoning for that is it's not that I don't think it's the it's the great performance. I just think it's not a true leading performance. Right, and I'm uh-huh. and out of principle, I am not. It? I am not voting for. Well, I have to see everything still. Right, but. Are you it's, gonna Gaga. Vote? it's Gaga. <laughs> Wait, everyone's gonna be so mad, but I, I can no. resist it. But also, can way- you resist uh, it? <laughs> You're not gonna. I. Well, first of all, she's non-union. Insane. You're insane. She's union. She's, she's, in, she's simply not union. She's uh, been in. She's been in she's, Search Party. Uh, she's, I think, a must join after season two, uh, season three of Search Party. But, Wait, uh, you mean yeah. she's not union as in Gaga, or she's not no, union yes, as in Natalie? Oh my God! Honey. Wait, you are not union? No. Oh my god. That's ridiculous. We no. have to have a movement. She's joining Petition. Actors Equity finally for oh. Alice by Heart, but like I thought you were reading time. Lady Gaga for being non-union. Oh, no, I got I got I, I got. live. I live for that. What if I was? What if I was like Gaga's EMC Not. points? Like she did Whoa. a summer stock at Weathervane. Um <laughs> and I will say this, despite having the most money here at this table, I guarantee you have you are, are, can you vote? Did you pay your dues? I did pay my dues. I haven't gotten screeners. I they have the wrong address for me. Oh. <laughs> but I'll 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 figure it out. You'll figure it out. Um But listen, as if, if we could all vote, what would you say? Mm, I, I'm forgetting what else is up. Yeah, oh, there's what Melissa. Are, what are the things? Melissa. There's Melissa, there's um I'll pull it up. Yeah, yes. pull it up. Yeah, let's, let's get it like gold. There's Derby Olivia, there's Melissa, there's Ms. Gaga. Ms. Gaga. There is um I guess Viola Davis missed it. Oh, there's Emily and Mary Poppins. Yeah, that's it's not an Oscar. You don't feel this you way? Perform. I don't feel this way. I loved it, but I'm like... You're not going to vote for it for an Oscar. Yeah, Despite exactly. Julie Andrews bizarrely winning from Mary Poppins back in the day. Right. And not... And not I think, well, it was... I feel that the Julie Andrews win was basically them saying, like, Whoops. fuck you to Audrey Hepburn. Wow. Because <laughs> right. they gave Audrey My Fair Lady after Julie Andrews originated it. And yes. then... Uh, they passed over Julie when they did the movie version, but then Julie did Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. They didn't even nominate Audrey Hepburn. I live for drama like this. Yeah. They <sighs> didn't even nominate Audrey. So I feel like it was sort of yeah, weirdly a show of solidarity with uh, Julie Andrews having yeah. like put in all that work and then they passed her over for someone that could not sing a the score. A very Sunset Boulevard narrative, yeah. which we're seeing play out. Hey folks, it's the new year and starting a healthy routine and sticking to it are two very different things. Inevitably, we all skimp on that full night of sleep, we skip a workout or two, or we brush our teeth with a tired old toothbrush. We're not perfect, but we can do better. And Quip is a better electronic toothbrush that can help. It's got sensitive sonic vibrations for an effective clean that's gentle on your sensitive gums, your sensitive soul, your sensitive heart. People brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive, but Quip is perfectly gentle on everything. Also, it's got a multi-use cover that works as a stand or a mount on a mirror, and it slides over your bristles to pack and protect your quip on the go. And also, it just declutters everything in your bathroom, wherever you're staying. It just takes care of everything in a hygienic way. And I love quip so much. I have been impressing my hygienists, and that's never happened, y'all. I had this one I had this one hygienist growing up who would scrape, 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 and then she'd like show me all the plaque that she had gotten and she was like, Were you saving this for a snack? And I'd be like, Janine, enough. But this time, this Christmas, went home to get my teeth whitened, cleaned, whatever. 
didn't get any guff from Janine, and that's how it should be. And it was because of Quip. It was because of my Quip toothbrush. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to getquip.com slash ding dong right now and get your first refill pack free with any Quip starting at $25. Again, that is getquip.com slash ding dong to get your first refill pack free. I love Quip, and so do over 1 million happy, healthy mouths. That's Synecdoche. It's where you refer to something by the um, by one of its parts. It's like talking about a car. It's like when you look at a car and you go, nice set of wheels. It's like you're referring to the whole by its parts. Let's hear these noms. Um, we have Emily, as you said. We have Glenn, close. Glenn. Oh. Olivia, Gaga, Melissa. My noted enemy from the last <laughs> I don't think Sonny last. Yes. yes. Well, okay, Glenn. this is going to make me really... I, I've actually seen... I've seen the favorite. I've seen um, Stars Born. Stars Born clearly, and I've seen. Um, Can you ever forgive me? I oh, know you haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen. Can you ever forgive me? I would have You've to see. Can you ever forgive You've me? Seen I, I've wife? seen the wife. I honestly might go of those. Tw- I think I might go with Melissa McCarthy. I really, really uh, loved that movie. She was really good in that movie. Well, for me, like she was, she was giving you a great performance and such groundedness, but like it didn't fully click until that courtroom scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, no, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. That's sometimes not, it doesn't dawn on you to the courtroom scene. That's I tanya. true. I tanya. And that's actually it felt a very rule of culture. Rule of culture. Rule of culture number sixty six. Sometimes, sometimes it, it doesn't, doesn't dawn on you until the courtroom scene. scene. I couldn't remember what I said, <laughs> you but you guys remembered <laughs> it. Famously, wow. last year, who got my vote? Margot. Wow, yeah. for SAG. For SAG, and uh-huh. it was the courtroom scene that did it. Yeah. Wow. But mostly that scene where she was like putting her makeup putting on. her makeup on. Oh, right. any scene of putting on makeup or taking off makeup yes. I want to watch forever. Wait, can you yes. can you do that for your next audition video? Yes, yes. <laughs> makeup scene. Just makeup scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I've like private moment. Chloe Feynman again um has 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 sort of memified the steering the wheel car, acting. The car, yes. Um I think which I saw like right after I saw Tully and I was oh like, "Oh, God. steering wheel acting." And then I saw that video from Chloe and I was like, "How that's you her mind perfect person." Um I feel like you could do like a bathtub acting thing. I'm super into bathtub acting mm-hmm. moments with like a yes. glass of wine. Um, so many, glass so many of wine things. or the thing where you like go underwater and <sighs> just long enough yes. to like need to breathe again yeah. to feel. <laughs> and you're like, oh. wow. <laughs> yes, yes. And you can put like a fake montage over it like of her memory, like of what yes. she's thinking about. So yes. many memories. Yes. Honestly, so many wait, memories. you need to do private makeup moment. Yeah, private makeup That's... moment must happen. Yes. With like maybe like the like interior like monologue like written below <laughs> yes yes because i do need more prop work ones i think that's the, the <laughs> next frontier the now note, that but... i've done a wordless one i feel like i'm just i need to yes that's the note continue continue shifting although i feel yeah. like is this fair to say i feel like uh, where you mine a lot of the comedy in your other videos is that these are characters who are peripheral to some lead character yes, yes. is that fair to say it's like it's like is it deliberate in that it doesn't it isn't usually the lead, the lead. role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is I feel like the makeup ugh, the makeup scenes are usually in movies that I actually like where I think the <laughs> character is actually compelling legitimately. <laughs> right, that's and the isn't thing. like yeah. a man writing a woman and like Yes. Oh my god. But I think but I think I think this is a this is a good except the makeup thing is a good except. Yes. I think yes. I think it's just it, it's it's like niche enough where it's like yeah. I you, think it's really great. Yeah, you can make it work. But yes. 
Anyway, yeah, this, I mean. Oh, and then supporting. Should we look at supporting? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a joke. Okay. Amy Adams and Vice, who you, you, who you love. I loved. Um, I loved. Emily Blunt in A Quiet Place. Margot Robbie and Mary Queen of Scots. Which is <laughs> insane. What? I, How is I that a thing? It's psycho that that's happened. When the fr- when the trailer first came out, everyone was a little was pretty gooped. They were like, "This looks amazing. This is going to be great." Everyone yeah. was gagged for Saoirse. I was the only one saying, "I think Margot looks better." <laughs> well, because Margot is You're like very <laughs> Margot is doing Eddie Redmayne's voice from Jupiter Ascending, <laughs> and I like she's doing Eddie Redmayne yeah, drag. Yeah, she's. Doing She's doing it. Eddie Redmayne drag drag. That lack of eyebrows too. Like it's all, yeah, it's uh, all Eddie Redmayne drag. That's all it comes back to. Oh my God. And then the favorites. Oh, and then the favorites, girls. Yes. Um, who, I think Rachel Weisz is pretty fantastic. I think yeah. Rachel Weisz actually has the hardest part. She no, ha- Well, that's a tough one. Like Emma, Emma, Emma gets like the Ann Baxter role, which is like fun and cute and Here's, juicy. Yes, I think that Emma Stone has an extremely difficult part because she has to appear like likable to the queen while we know she's being sneaky. Uh-huh. And she didn't do this like Reese Witherspoon and Vanity Fair thing of like, I'm being really sneaky. Yeah. And it's <laughs> obvious, but no one that I'm talking to can tell. Yes. It's like Emma Stone was genuinely like, you get why the other characters bought into her. Uh-huh. Right. And then Rachel Vice has like to play. Like Taylor Swift. Exactly. <laughs> like yes. appealing. And Rachel Vice has to play like, I fucking see you, bitch. Yeah. And watch it. And also, she just has to say so strong while also being so shake. They're all three of them are just so. Fucking it's an good. amazing movie. I loved it. The and end. I, yeah, I loved fabulous. It. Anyway. I love him so much. I loved the lobster. I loved killing of a sacred deer. Like he's Miss Yorgos. Yes, yeah. Miss Yorgos. Yorgos. He creates a world. He creates a world, yes. and I and tone. Love it. Oh, tone. Specific tone. The best. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I forgot that he was killing of a sacred deer. What a different thing. Yeah. He can do it all, that bitch. Yes. And <sighs> y- that movie's really fucking good. And I wish th- I wish that I wish that it felt like you know what's crazy too? That movie doesn't get an ensemble nomination. Oh. Because yeah, everyone is what? good in it. Even the guys. Even the boys. The guys do their job similar to the men in Mamma Mia where they like know that it's not about them, but yes. they're still doing their best. Yes. Like they're yeah. committing to it, but they also know what their role in the movie is. Yes. Nicholas they Holt. They lift up the women. Making a meal out of it. Making a meal out of a yes. snack. Nicholas yes. Holt made, did make a meal out of it. And, he, and even um the Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Owen. Yeah. Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, was good. He was very good. He was good. I was good. impressed. I, I liked it all, pretty much all around. And it's bizarre because it's like, I think it's weird because SAG after really fucked up again with this nominate with the film nominations or the cast nominations because they did both of their things that I think are wrong. They did the thing where it's like, well, it's a big cast, so it has to be nominated. Bohemian Rhapsody I is know. It, it is a hellscape. Rash. I a terrible the film ensemble of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought my brain was broken when I read. I really did. Literally for doing what? what? For doing what? That movie is is one of is one of the worst things I've sat through. I think. Do you remember we almost? I left? couldn't. I couldn't see left. it. But I was just like, who is in the movie? I've heard nothing about. Any, I've heard nothing about any performances even. Right, like no, not, not even, even Rami's not performance even Rami's. have I heard 
anything. I found him repellent. He was ter- terrible. All Rami does is he sticks his fist up in the air and like just the affect that he takes with with doing Freddy. I thought was I thought it was so cheesy and corny. That was a fucking Ugh. sketch performance too. Absolutely. I mean, there was moments towards the end where I was like, okay, I guess I, it's getting me a little bit, but that had so much more to do with Queen than the movie. Oh, it was like, oh, I like that these music songs. is foolproof. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, oh, the music is good. <laughs> like, and that's not that doesn't need the container of this film that is two and a half hours long. It's yes. like, it, and this is my thing. It's like. So can you read the nominations for the films? I believe it's Bohemian Rhapsody, Crazy Rich Asians, Black Panther, and then A Star is Born, Um, and a fifth one. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Best Ensemble. uh, Okay. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I skipped through. Um, A Weekend. Okay, here we go. Yeah, A Star is Born, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, Crazy Rich Asians. Black Klansman, I don't... I didn't see that. I have to see that still. It was good. It was good. I wasn't like... Wasn't the best Spike Lee. It wasn't like the best like. Little... To me, it's like I have to see Black Klansman still. But I, I, if that seems like if they want to nominate that, it's it great. But for me, it's like okay. Then we have Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians, two big casts, two great casts. Yeah. But, but like, yeah. but but it's like prestige awards. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I think Black Panther's phenomenal, and I and I fucking love. I live for Crazy Rich Asians. But they don't feel. And it's not that they need to feel awardsy. It's just like, huh, did we just do this because it was a big cast? Right. right. But I still love that they're both nominated. But then, like, on the other side of that, it's like, then why Bohemian Rhapsody? Why Star is Born? Bohemian Rhapsody, I think they, I think it probably came out at the right time. And, like, um, I think they saw a big cast. And I think that this often happens. It's not a big cast. Well, it is. They just don't all don't do anything. Is there literally, like, any person other than Rami Malek that's, that's like a, a person I really was like, <laughs> that's my other criticism with the movie the supporting characters it's like the rest of the it's like the rest of the members of Queen have no personalities no personalities and then it's the woman that he kept like that he like had a, re- a relationship with mm. the most vacant performance ever and the man that he ended up uh, just partnering with before he passed away like it's but it's like a truly such peripheral Unrealized characters, like it, yeah, I, that can that's Alan Leach me. who plays the like manipulative gay lover, yeah, a character yeah, yeah. I fucking hate, is performing yeah, in the movie. Sure. He's acting, sure. but it's like, ugh, what else? I mean, and then with the stars born, it's like, okay, you really like the two those leads. two performances, yeah. yeah, and maybe Sam Elliott, right? And right. then no one else does anything no one else is given really an opportunity to do anything it's an on- it's I guess, certainly oh, an well, ensemble Willem and Ch- if if Willem and Shangela are they didn't even like, get nominated as part of the cast well what? then fuck that because those are the only two other characters that I cared yes, about yes yes who are you nominating instead of them like that stretch of the movie is the, the best, best part, part of the, the movie. movie you know like, what's crazy the rules are and this is a big I don't think so honey for me okay is you have to appear on your own title card oh. to be nominated as part of the cast. So, Harry Shum Jr. from Crazy Rich Asians gets nominated. That's insane. And you know who doesn't? The single mom. You know who doesn't? Oh, my God. Um, I, 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 you could rattle Ken, up. You, Ken Jong probably? Or, no, no, Ken Jong does, but I guarantee his wife doesn't. Oh, my God. Like, big, big roles in the movie. Um, Gemma Chan's husband in the movie does not get a nomination. Wow. Major parts of the film. Major roles. Harry Shum Jr., fucking God bless <laughs> for your, saying your agent no for, words. Oh for my appearing God. in the post credits. I love Glee. 
<laughs> for appearing in the post credits. I mean, between those movies, for me, what makes the most sense is honestly Black Panther. Yeah, uh, that's probably what because well, great ensemble, great performances, consi- like across the board. I think. yes, across the board. But can I say something controversial? What? Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me that the person being singled out as the one who gives like the best slash most memorable performance that people are like maybe supporting actor is Michael B. Jordan. I think he gives the weakest performance in the movie. (gasps) I think think he literally Googled how to play a villain and showed up and acted tough. I think that if there's a, if there's a performance in that movie that is superlative, it is Denai Gurira. Oh, I think Denai Gurira is absolutely a star. I, what you're talking about with Michael B. Jordan is actually something that I loved about his performance because Mm. I felt like that character because of his past, because of, yeah, he would have like tried to harden himself after like that heartbreaking disappointment and like moment with his father, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that once that moment between him and Sterling K. Brown happened, I was like, oh, I get it. He has like invented this. Mm -hmm protective persona of a bad guy like all of this is stemming from that and then I felt like that also carried through to his uh his climactic scene like there there was so much vulnerability there yes um so I felt like it was sort of a dam bursting type thing Mm -hmm. um so I actually I really I really love him in that movie yeah for me, it's it's it is Denai Guerrero erasure Uh to, to to not watch to watch that movie and not be like the supporting mo- performance in this movie that should we should be talking about sure, is her. Sure, sure, sure. And sure. I feel like it's because she's not as big of a star. Sure. Sure, but she will be fine. Yeah. I think she'll be fine, she's, honey. But She's but, a Broadway playwright. She... But I, I want to give credit where it's due, the nomination. Of but of course, <gasps> when, we are, when we're talking about, when we are literally having this thing of... It's okay, I pooped earlier. It's yeah, like, I spilled milk. <laughs> little, little, I spilled milk and, you know and now what? I'm crying over famously, it. <laughs> famously, it's rule of culture number 80. What do we not do over spilled milk? Cry. We don't cry. We don't cry over we spilled don't milk. Cry. Um, but, but it's it's just interesting to me. Obviously, the industry is like chomping at the bit to want to reward Michael B. Jordan. And I think it's like, okay, I know we're excited about this movie, but for me anyway, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. But, but I like, also eh. hear what you're saying. Because I yeah. like noticed it, but I felt like it was part of his performance, and that's stuff that I'm always right. down to discuss. Like I'm so much more interested in discussing from a standpoint of like I see what this actor was doing right. than I am from the standpoint of like oh they're bad. Like I yeah. saw Michelle Williams in Cabaret, and I loved what she did, and then yeah. I felt like a lot of the reviews were just like she was bad, and I'm like no, that's the point, and she's doing a thing, <laughs> yes. and it's actually so stupid to be like she's bad because she's one of the smartest actresses around yeah. I think she's so good and I feel pretty which like I didn't live for the movie <laughs> but she's brilliant she is, in it she is like the most compelling part of it I she's think. like giving you a baby Madeline Kahn performance and I was so happy to see her like being dumb and having fun at the end at the gal whatever the the big event is like that is like the true like <laughs> the beat before she starts talking the, the beat yeah yes when she shows up, <laughs> it's like it's insane and it's inspired and it is brilliant and it's, I'm sure it's all intentional and deliberate. And when you she know, has her head on the table, <laughs> she's like, "Hey!" <laughs> Although I will say, she's 
absolutely heinous in and Venom. Venom. <laughs> She's so bad I did not Venom. see Venom, unfortunately. No, I have I to see Venom. I just was like, why is she in this one? Like, what possessed her to do this Money, one? honey. Money, oh, and it's shot in New York. <laughs> it's shot in oh, New York. Oh, yes. You know if she's in a movie, it probably shot I'm in so New York. I'm so excited for her in the Fosse show. I'm going to lose oh. my mind. Oh, wow. I totally forgot yeah, about this. Yeah, she's, she's Gwen Verdon in the Fosse show with Sam Rockwell. Wait, so are they doing, so I'm sorry. I'm so... Oh, no. No worries. So play dumb uh, so it's a foss it's a it's a bob fossey like retro yes. thing retrospective thing um no it's um fx is doing it oh i believe and it's, it's a TV I think, show? I yeah i think show. it's oh, yeah cool. it's a mini series i think it's like looking at a specific section of his life i forget which show he's working on in the context of the show uh-huh. but uh it's sam rockwell as bob fossey great and uh michelle as gwen verdon and yeah. I'm so excited wow. for it. And there are like a bunch of Norbert Leo Butts is playing Whoa. Patty Shayevsky. Like cool. it's yeah, it's they're really casting like an, a bunch of legit theater actors theater to round out round out the cast. But oh, I'm I love very that. excited about it. I mean Michelle fucking books work. Michelle yeah. Bucks. I mean she's in like a lot of shit. And yeah. good for her. Yeah. Oh I'm, it's great for her. Whenever I See her happy. It really does fill my spirit. Because you know there <laughs> have been periods up. of her yes. life where she has been unhappy. Of course. And so we love to see her happy. We love mm-hmm. to see her happy. Even when she's absolutely learning her lines 15 minutes before in Venom. <laughs> oh. There's a scene where she gets fired from her job because, <laughs> no. and she's like, <laughs> like she's literally well, it, the movie is horrible. Stop. But Jenny Slate, but you've said Jenny no, Slate is Jenny the best Slate part of it. Jenny Slate is by far the best part of it because she knows how bad the movie is. Yeah. Yes, I was talking to someone about your assessment of her in that movie when she, the other right day. Right before she dies, she goes, Kira Knightley no, does no, no, no. <laughs> 30 plus year old woman who's someone who's lived a full a full adult life yeah. up until that point. No, she's going to die and she the way, <laughs> the way, the way she feels no. about her life ending is No! <laughs> It's so genius. Uh, Honestly, that maybe I love that movie. What is the part of the movie that Michelle Williams gets fired in that you were gonna say? Oh, <laughs> so she gets fired because Tom Hardy does some shit where like she like he, he like use it's it's his girlfriend is Michelle Williams and he like uses like some stuff at her job. She's like a big time fancy lawyer, and then she's like carrying her little box of shit outside of her like corporate building, and she goes, "You are unbelievable! I can't believe this! How could you?" And it's like less personality and character than that. And you're like, you're like. You know what? Don't call me anymore. And they like live together. She's like, she like marches down the together. street. And then like, I don't know. It's and they the were funniest. Roommates. Honestly, oh, maybe it's, maybe she's actually genius in it, it. Like, okay, I don't know. Are we are we getting a, re- a revived discussion around <laughs> camp? Because I feel like I mean, a Star is yes. Born sort of kicked that into gear. Mm. Maybe Venom is camp. Maybe Venom is camp. <laughs> I'll tell you what was camp. Nutcracker in the Four Realms was camp. Uh, I can't bring myself. No, I refuse to see. Kira Knightley is doing Bernadette Peters as Moaning Myrtle, and it is <laughs> unbelievable. Oh my god, um, the layers in that. Kira Knightley, Moaning Myrtle, Bernadette. <laughs> Because <laughs> you can do impressions the, of all of them. Yes. Truly reference trigonometry in my brain. There's yeah. like a. Kira Knightley has a big heel turn as the Sugar Plum Fairy, where like it turns out she was evil the whole time. Yes. Um, I love that. <laughs> oh and it's literally a moment where like the whole movie she's been talking like this. And then she like <gasps> mobilizes the toy soldiers she has just uh, brought to life uh, against Clara. And then she like the first thing she does is Clara. she like. 
turns back <laughs> once their <laughs> once their person says, and she goes, "Oh, hello, boys," and it's oof, unreal. I <laughs> truly gasped oh, in the theater. Uh, oh, honestly, hello. Boy. The thing is, though, like, you had to think, like, maybe that was going to happen because whenever there's, like, a huge actor in a part and you're like, why are they why in this are part? You always have to ask that question, are they evil? Yeah. Richard E. Grant is Whoa. in the Nutcracker of the Four Realms. He is, like, the king of the shiver realm. He's the king of the snow realm. <laughs> He's fucking booking all of a sudden? Yes. He's the fucking, oh, my God, why am I blanking on his name from last year? Uh, just call me by your name and... Uh, oh, uh, Stolberg. St- St- Michael yes, Stolberg. Yes. He's, like, the Stolberg of this year. Of yeah. This Feels that way. Yeah. He's, He's popping up in everything yeah and he's prestige had a very, movies, like, prestige movies. Uh, can you ever forgive me and nutcracker in the four realms <laughs> <laughs> to me to me i want debris is obsessed with him and like keeps having like richard e grant yes uh-huh. like full-on threads of io like thirsting for richard e grant and yes. it destroys me and now she like because she knows that i saw his two major films this year she will text me like just photos of him and just being like natalie <laughs> natalie what's wrong with me and it's just <laughs> uh, I was yeah I've I've seen Aya's Instagram story. I think she's included Richard in some yeah. right. Yeah yeah yeah. I to me he'll always he'll, he's always in Forever Spice World. <gasps> yes, right. Spice World as the manager. Yes yes. Oh God, Spice World is so formative for oh, me. The moment when the film. alien touches Scary's boob was really huge. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I was truly like at a sleepover. I was like I have to pee in a weird way. You know what I can't stand? The idea that one mattress is best for everyone. Your mattress sucks because it wasn't designed for you, and it's ruining your sleep, okay? And here's the thing. Helix Sleep built a sleep quiz that takes two minutes to complete, and they use the answers to match your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Whether you're a side sleeper, a hot sleeper, like a plusher for in bed, with Helix, there's no more guessing or confusion. Just go to helixsleep.com slash lasculturistas, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life, guaranteed. And for couples, Helix can even split the mattress down the middle, providing individual support needs and feel preferences for each side. And if you want to switch sides with your SO, just flip the mattress around, get it? Not um vertically, but like... um along the same uh, axis. Like, the, the axis is, like, down this the center, right? Does that make sense? Okay, you know what I mean. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. And here's what you're going to do. Right now, Helix Sleep is offering $125 off all mattress orders. So, you can get that $125 off at helixsleep.com slash lasculturistas. That's helixsleep.com slash lasculturistas for $125 off your mattress order. And one more time, that is helixsleep.com slash lasculturistas. So go do it. Go do it. Go do it. Speaking of formative. <gasps> here we go. Perfect. I guess we should ask the question that we ask every single one of our guests. And we were asking this question <laughs> 52 minutes into this episode. <laughs> Which I love. I love that for us. It's I revolution. Love it. To yes. be fair, 30 minutes were Bowen pooping. So. <laughs> a lot of it was Bowen pooping. pooping. I did poop for 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what was the culture, Natalie Walker, that made you say culture is, for me, it was the culture that formed you at a young age that truly brought you, it's a whirlwind, but you ended up in this chair yes. right now. Yes, yes. Um, I am sort of a 50-50 split between both of my parents, and both of my parents have like wildly disparate cultural uh, oh, I love this. influences and so from my dad my dad had a whole collection of 
VHS tapes of The Twilight Zone um, with like a huge booklet that he got on like eBay in the early days that was like a synopsis of every episode before like DVDs wow. came with that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and so there was like a huge booklet with synopses Ooh. of every episode and I loved watching those so much. I We've loved, never had this before. I, yeah, yes. I really love Twilight Zone and I'm so excited for the Jordan Peele yes. version. Every announcement about the Jordan Peele version. The casting I, is crazy. It's incredible. It's I'm so, so excited. I just the, got chills thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, like the yeah. one thing I do want so badly and when I was at Comic-Con for Vulture, there was, Oh God, what was his name? I'm I feel so bad, but he is um the co-producer on New Twilight Zone, but he was there to plug the new um oh Jean Grey movie. Oh, oh yeah. sure, uh, sure, Sophie sure. Turner. And so they uh-huh. brought him in and with all of those, I was like I don't care about the actual Comic-Con thing. I was like, I want to get into Twilight Zone. So I was like, wow. we talked about Twilight Zone yeah. forever and uh-huh. I was and I was just like all I want is a remake of Time Enough at Last with Jeffrey Wright uh-huh. in the Burgess Meredith oh. role because that's one of my favorite episodes of Twilight Zone ever but I yeah, watch those all the time I love Time Enough at Last which is um, the one where he just wants to like read books and uh-huh. his wife is horrible to him and everyone is mean to him and then he like goes down into uh, the like basement of his office um, and he and like there's a huge bomb that goes off uh, above ground and he like comes back up and everyone is gone but then he's like walking around and there's a library and he's like oh I have all the time to read all of these books like all of these books are mine and then his glasses break and no! he is blind without them and he's just alone with all these books and it's the most oh heartbreaking oh thing because I'm I'm legally blind without my contacts uh-huh. Um. So like, and I like grew up with like Coke bottle glasses. I had no friends growing up, like none at all. And so I like really felt for this like, oh, sad, yes. sad middle-aged man um, with a bitch wife who now I'm like, maybe we should do it where it's gender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because really a big part of it looking back is that his wife is a it. nightmare bitch. Yeah. And you can me. play the truth of that. That's me. Um, I love that one. I love um, Monsters Are Due on Maple Street is one where like this whole street just like random lights keep going uh-huh. off and it's like a mccarthyism uh, uh parallel this show is um, so amazing it's so good and i feel like now is the exact right yes. time to bring it back because like so much of it in its original incarnation was like about social right, parallels right. and jordan peele is obviously the exact right person Genius. to do it yeah. they tried to reboot it in 2002 which is a very fun like bad watch there's an episode <laughs> where Catherine heigl i remember this yes, yes. wasn't jessica baby, simpson also on one yes yeah. she was a baby Catherine heigl uh goes back in time to kill hitler and she but like she <laughs> goes back too far <laughs> and she's, she's hitler's babysitter <laughs> <laughs> We have to watch. You truly wow, have to. That's it's, an episode, it's an episode called Cradle of Darkness, and it is truly unreal. It is unreal. There's oh a spoiler. There's the way Hitler's that that uh, ending happens is wild, and I won't spoil it for you because it is like a camp classic to me. It's okay, insane. She's we have like, to see that. Maybe yeah, even she's today. Like, she's like 22 or something during it. Forrest Whitaker does the Rod Serling like voiceovers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wild. Molly Sims does Eye of the Beholder. Which is another Whoa. one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it's all of these people that are either about to become huge or are people that 
were. Hollywood thought was going to be yeah. huge. Wow. Yeah. It was like, yeah. ooh, these are the these are the next people. Oh, Amber Tamblyn is in up in an episode. It's wild. Um, but it's, I'm it's excited my, for an actual good one. Yes, now. yes. It's yes. one of my goals as an actor to do something scary. Yes, I really want to uh-huh. do something scary. And you know what's crazy? I hate scary shit. Like, I, 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 oh. it really bothers me. Yeah, but I always. I, I in my writing sometimes like in and like I would love to like perform something scary because I love immersive stuff like that like stuff that I don't understand. Oh my I god! Love. You, like, you, you, you won't this. even watch Killing Eve because you think it's too scary. No, and it's not. <laughs> well, anyway, and it's how dare you? Olivia Coleman's in that. Oh no no oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no 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 sorry no no Olivia Coleman's in Fleabag. I'm so that sorry. That is Fiona yeah. Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. Fiona Shaw's and yeah. but Olivia Coleman is in Fleabag, Fleabag. That, that you have to see. Yes, that you I do. haven't seen the whole way through. No, I'm so I'm bad. So listen, but I want to get back into Twilight Zone because I want to yes. connect it to something. But what was the other fifty percent? The other fifty percent is from my mom, and my mom was more musically inclined, mm-hmm. and my mom also like volunteered at our church, and like she's not super religious now like she never goes but I think she just like wanted to be in charge of as many things as possible uh-huh, uh-huh. so she would like direct our I know the type <laughs> yeah she would like mom. she would direct our Christmas pageant every year and she put in uh, she like scrapped the script from before she was running it and then she was like we're gonna put in all these songs from Preacher's Wife and like who would imagine a king and Sister Act and Yay. so like my mom put all of those songs in and so Sister Act 2 I feel like was very incredibly uh, formative truly one of my favorite favorite movies and it makes me absolutely it makes me crazy that they did a Broadway musical of the lesser Sister Act it's how not can you not girl. have Joyful Joyful how can you come on it's it's one of those examples of a sequel that is so objectively superior to the original yes it's never happened Cheryl Lee Ralph speaking of support and making a meal out of a snack Cheryl Lee Ralph has an entire arc over the course of Joyful Joyful in three cutaway shots to Cheryl Lee Ralph she's mad and we're like oh no she's not gonna support middle of the song she's kind of getting into it and she lives she lives and we went on a whole journey the the line I am so, so proud of you. That is acting. Yeah. Period. The line, take off your robes. Your, your your teacher says take off your robes is uh, yeah. one of my favorite. Your things. teacher says take off your robes. Headset, harried headset woman. Book booked it. Booked it. Booked it. Booked it. it. Your your teacher's. What? I've never seen it. <gasps> it's I know. so good. Baby never Lauren, yell at me. Baby Lauren what? Hill. Never yell at me. Never yell at shut up. Baby, baby, baby Lauren Hill. I mean, I've seen clips. Baby like... Jennifer Love Hewitt is oh. the token white girl in the class doing nothing. Great. Yeah. Love it. And Incredible. Iconic Whoopi. And, and yeah, yeah, of course. Just so iconic good. Iconic Whoopi. Oh, happy day. When she's t- la 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 la. Oh God, the best. The best. Also, so that was the other. There's a scene where a, a, a male student hits a whistle tone. When Jesus. Oh, and Matt. Yeah. No, you it got was it. higher than that, but. <laughs> it is wild. Um, oh, my God. Such a good movie. Yeah. And Lauren Hill, when she sinks his eyes on the sparrow, that was a that, Star is Born moment. Yeah. Oh. It's her and her best friend in the movie are just like sitting at a piano and they do the most gorgeous harmonies. Slay. And, yeah. It's. And then they unreal. have this exchange where. Um, Lauren's like goes to the friend she goes hey you could really make it and she goes no this is for church <laughs> you could really make it and Lauren's like well I don't know 
And then basically, you, what, you, what you get from the scene is that she could really make it. Yes. Ooh. And famously, Lauren Hill really made it. She really made it's it. It's actually rule of culture number 103. Famously, famously Lauren, Lauren Hill really, really made, made it. it. I don't know if she did that. That's debatable. She won many Grammys. She, yeah. Well, no, but then, but now it's like, it's what, what a tragic story. She made it and then story. she broke it. She yes. made it to prison. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's just whatever. We've, 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 we've had a whole, with Chloe, we had a whole discussion about Chloe. About, with, with, about, about miseducation. Miseducation. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway. But, um, uh, this is, these are two these are great, two pieces, great of pieces and they they do sort of add more texture to Natalie what Natalie does I think I think it's we obviously have the performance yes and the creation can I connect something yes I famously am a, am a Walt Disney World gay mm-hmm. yes now being the fan of Twilight Zone that you are have you experienced the Tower of Terror oh I have I have I was very scared I want to go back so badly I have not been to Disney forever and being a huge fanatic of the podcast as I am I've uh, heard so much about Disney <laughs> and I'm like oh every time you make me want to go you make me want to go back but I did I did go the last time I was there when I was like 13 or something I yeah. was so scared I was so scared I think that the Tower of Terror crosses over into art actually it is it is actually mm-hmm. an artful ride and the entire experience is amazing and even when it's you're... what sleep no more wishes it was <laughs> honestly <laughs> sleep no more could only dream of being tower of terror whenever that yeah. whenever like the cast members at tower of terror are getting lazy and being nice i'm like no 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 no, no. that's not it you, you have, have to commit to commit and when they are when they're scary that is when it is art mm-hmm. i have to tell you like from from you're right from beginning to end yes. the tower of terror is if they ever tear it down, like to put some bullshit with their IP up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually go down there and protest mm-hmm. because I feel it should be a national landmark. Yeah, I, I'm not even kidding. We have to have Tower of Terror on this on this planet because if we lose it, I will be so. <laughs> it's one of our greatest natural resources. <laughs> uh, we have to. It's like it's, it's like it's like honestly like the Arc de Triomphe. This yeah. this this thing that most <laughs> that people with disabilities cannot access. No, they can. People. They can. It is ADA compliant, and you know it. <laughs> It is, it is ADA compliant. It is ADA compliant. rule of culture number 44. The Tower, the Tower of Terror is ADA compliant. compliant. You, and know you know it. You know it. <laughs> Wait, honestly, it's so fucking good. And, yeah. and, and like, I love that, like, you can go there now and experience that piece of culture that is the Twilight Zone through that theme park attraction, which millions of people do every every day. Yes. You know, I, I love millions. that. Yeah. Thousands. <laughs> um, <laughs> millions do every year. Yes. yes. Roughly. Yes. But um, I have to tell you, what's happening in Orlando right now, what they're gearing up for is a shake em up. A shake em up? It's, Shake them up. Are you? When's Shake the last up. time you went to Disney World? <laughs> to Disney World? It's been a long time, like a normal yeah. person. Yeah. No. It, no. It was my like junior year of college or something. Oh, okay. So it's been um, sort of recent. It's yeah. It's sort of it's sort of recent, but yeah. I like didn't have that much time, and I, I I don't have the encyclopedic knowledge of it. I have large swaths of. Uh, <laughs> Blind spots. Just I wouldn't dare take up culture. a ton of time with us on the podcast, but I feel <laughs> no, that in, in the early days, I used to really give updates, and I just want to give a short update. Okay, okay. all right, all right. Okay. So Star Wars Land is coming, and it looks like the gag du jour uh-huh. was going to be a Millennium Falcon attraction. When where is it you, opening? It's it opening um like late fall. 2019. 2019. So okay. this year. Yes. Um, there's going to be a Millennium Falcon attraction, which one, it's going to be six people. One's the pilot. One's like the shooter. Uh-huh. One's like the this, one's the that. It's going to be a gag. But literally. It's state of the art. Okay, all right, well, go. there'll I'll be just... like a hologram Oscar Isaac 
Ooh, uh, because I, I would be into it. If yeah, that, for sure. He if could that were break the case, my arm. Yeah. yeah. Um, then there's going to be a Battle of the First Order attraction, which is like more of like a dark ride experience and that whole thing. Uh-huh. And those are the two attractions there. There's going to be a cantina, oh. which is like yeah. going to serve alcohol, which yeah. you know is different for for Disney. Yeah, yeah. Very much. Da, 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 da. Very, <laughs> very, very much. that. Um, Toy Story Land is up and roaring. I, I have to just add something by the end of this, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> Um, Epcot's <laughs> getting a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, right, which is the biggest right. building in Epcot. It's going to be state of the art. You can look and see what tech, kind of technology they're using for the ride system. It's going to be out of control. It's going to be able to swing 360 and be a fully launched roller coaster. Okay. Um, you are fucking. No, I just want you to get through this. Yeah, you. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> etc. And also over at Universal, there's going to be a Harry Potter roller coaster, which will be the most highly themed full roller coaster in Orlando. Which at I this don't, moment. I don't know what that means. Highly, th- it most means highly themed. You get themed. butter beer at the top. <laughs> you guys are and turning. Then you you go into points. a bathtub. <laughs> bathtub. I play Morning Myrtle. Yes. And then I come out. Natalie Walker does Kira Knightley doing Morning Myrtle with the Bernadette voice. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And there's she rumors does that we're getting song. Uh, yes. <laughs> There's rumors that we're getting a Jurassic Park roller coaster that will be themed to Raptors. That will be uh, potentially as high as 200 feet and be launched and be the fastest roller coaster in Orlando. And okay. you have to now go ahead and drag me, bitch. What? I'm not <laughs> dragging you. I'm just saying some of I love a coaster. Well, actually, no. The more I have the the more I evolve in my relationship to theme parks, the more I realize that coasters are key and coasters are key. Those more like this that Millennium Falcon ride that you just described. I was like, as soon as you said that, I was like, okay, like cool there's a pilot there's a this there's a that there's a that like literally all that amounts to is one person pressing a button when they're literally yes like it's it doesn't matter it doesn't matter (laughs) and but then but then i'm thinking oh but the coasters are what i actually like those are like because the button thing it's like well i can just stay at home and play a video game and you often do and i as i often do but then um it's the it's the coaster it's the highly themed coasters we need highly themed coasters (laughs) and don't worry, because they're coming. I, I sometimes feel that these theme parks <laughs> try to impress us with screens and buttons. And it's just, I can get that anywhere, baby. I just truly, I don't need to play, I don't need to pay upwards of hundreds of dollars to play a video game. Exactly. Oh, now do you have an update on Tron roller coaster coming to Yes, it's Disney coming World? in 2021. Great. And they've just That's broken too ground. Late. That's too late. It's for the 50th anniversary of Magic uh, Kingdom. Okay, okay. And also all of Tomorrowland. So it's just, it's, oh, so it's just Disney World for now. Uh, just Disney World for uh-huh. now, but Orlando's getting it, and it's coming in 2021. Ground uh, has been broken. They've Disneyland shut down. They've anyway. shut down the um, the uh, the 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 railroad t- in order to do it, and they're going to move uh, the um, the Tomorrowland Speedway to make room for this, uh-huh. and it's going to go right behind Space Mountain. Wow. And it, all all of Tomorrowland is getting a visual rebrand to go along with Tron because it's hard. It's to hard to make it seem future. futuristic with when Tron's there, and but also, yeah. a lot of people are. Would you agree that I feel like Light Cycle is the spiritual successor of Space Mountain, and to put that next to Space Mountain is very much an all about Eve situation. <gasps> it, they will fight. They will fight. They will. They, it, it will be tense. <laughs> yes. The hundred yards between the two attractions will be tense. It'll be a tense hundred yards. Here's here's what you will never get anywhere else. Tower of Terror is the Addison Dewitt. <laughs> 
You are a bitch. <laughs> you will never get this on any other podcast no. where we describe Walt Disney World rides in terms of Addison DeWitt, in terms of Betty, in terms of Ann Baxter, bitch. No. Uh, we're comparing, like, this This is what you get here. Yes, yeah, Celeste Holm is a foot. <laughs> <laughs> Her spirit think, is felt. Yes, yes. And she is a foot. I just, like, I, it's been a while since I spilled the tea. Yeah, no, no, yes. I'm glad you did. And mm-hmm. I also, I want to propose something to you. Okay. Off, off the mic. Just because <gasps> oh I had a trip fall through and I, I think I, I need to go. I need to go very soon. Much sooner. Th- and it might even have to be an impromptu trip in the next few weeks. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Wow, bitch. Okay. Listen. I have some I, updates for you. I, I'm thrilled to have these updates. I'm unhappy to hear that a trip fell through. Yes. Well, for you. For good but, reasons and for bad, but yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Well, listen. I'm always down to go. Like, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I am a theme park queen we know this yeah. yes yes do you even do six flags <laughs> i do i do six flags you i have being... i have done six flags you, you don't you, you don't have to appease <laughs> him i promise guys please uh, <laughs> i just sort of like want to like what's your thing what's even your culture <laughs> <laughs> she's talking about art like twilight classic tv and we're like I, I and I fully used it as an opening to talk about Disney World. Guys, be, God, sure how dare you. Disney. <laughs> be sure to check out Disney. Be sure to check out Disney.com. Like and subscribe to Disney. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, we are dancing. Red. Um Rod Serling, I think that maybe the, the hottest man. Yes. He was yeah. fucking hot. Oh, he could have pinned yeah. me down. Browse. That voice. Browse for days. Browse. Yes. Oh, your bad another dimension. <laughs> that wasn't good. It wasn't it's as nasal. Deeper. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. deeper. Your bad to another dimension. Oh, this is good. It's a clenched. It's a clenched. <gasps> yeah, you're right. I can't. Oh, whatever. wow. I can't. SNL. Shut up. Bowen, <laughs> honestly, your, your impressions, when you did Pat Regan at the start of this episode, oh. I really and truly had to cover my yeah, mouth. It was a mouth cover. He's yeah, a shocking a impressionista. Oh, stop. Yeah. When, when the... You guys should do a show as Cat and Pat. <laughs> that would I be... can do Catherine Cohen. I, I know can you can. I know, I... I know all her songs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we have the same pianist, and you have the same pianist. Mm. I could, I, I, I've seen Pat Sen enough times now that I could do it from. Start you to just finish. slipped into <laughs> Pat Regan. <laughs> That's uh, slipped the into phrasing. Pat. Yeah, the phrasing was. Uh, to be, cl- to be clear, this isn't because this isn't because we're good. This is because they're both caricatures of human beings. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is oh it. They they just have established identities. Yeah. Um. But listen, we love. We love. And like, also, I had a lot of fun with Pat. I, I don't think so, honey. You were deeply missed. I loved the episodes. But you know what everyone said? Everyone was like, it's weird to see you be the straight man. I was oh. like, yeah, because Pat Regan is the unusual thing wherever he goes. Always, yes. always straight man to Pat. Yes. Yes. But Listen, Pat, oh my God. we love. Um, but, but, but here's the thing is I would almost move that we, the, it, you know, it's my dream. It's my goal. It's my fucking dream to take everyone I love in this community and supplant them in Orlando. Yes, mm-hmm. for, for a week And then two. I think you would love. I truly would love that. It would be an actual dream come true. Because... To go with my celebrity, to go with my number one celebrity crushes, <laughs> Matt and Bowen. <laughs> oh my God, truly insane. And we have we have pals there now. Yeah. And that, that worked out, that, that listened to the pod and <gasps> like, oh my God, it's been so long since I've talked about it and now, they're, now they might gag. Oh, that 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 you're talking about? No, that? That, that I'm talking about the theme parks in general. I because know. I feel that there's a contingency yeah. of people that listen to this podcast that want to hear the breaking tea. And we have we have some um and oh and for people in Orlando who uh, uh are were were um distraught that we are not stopping 
by there for the tour. We're, we're working on we're it. We're going to work on it. We would love to. And same goes for Chicago. Same goes for Denver. Same goes for Atlanta. We're going to try to make this happen. Maybe that um, can be like a good reason to go down there as we book a show in Orlando. Oh, that would yeah, be very fun. Yeah, wait. I would go down if you need a guest for the Orlando I show. I think we like, come down. I think we do a video. I think we do like a, we do, the show is, um, there's a segment that's, or the whole thing is, is just built around Natalie Walker's first experience. Right. <laughs> do you, wait, do you want to gag really quick? I do. <laughs> Put our tour together. Book the dates. February 24th, we're going to San Francisco. Guess what night that is? Oscars. <gasps> the Academy Awards. Oh, so first we were like, Oscar night. But first we were like, oh shoot. But then of course Matt had the brilliant idea of just making it like a part, like a viewing yes. party. We're going to yes. lean into it. We're going to lean into it. And then like in, during commercial breaks, have I don't think so, honeys, that are maybe Oscar themed or movie themed or something. That's actually perfect. So then, so hope so That's that, how I would want to watch the Oscars. There you go. And it's a party and we'll have, you know, there'll be drinks, there'll be food, it'll be, it'll be fun. It, it'll be, we're going to lean in because we have to. We have to. Because we've already announced the show like literally the day before. Bowen goes the day before we announced the, the that it was going on sale. Yes, because we already announced the date, and Bowen right. was like, "Oh my god, it's the night of the Oscars. What should we do?" And I was like, "I feel like we can't. We can't change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. We have to just lean in. So no, it'll be great. You're the culturistas <laughs> watching uh, live commentary. The night, live commentary. The night of culture. <laughs> and, and I will say this. I will say this. And yes. I think you can agree. If we're watching it and Lady Gaga doesn't win, it's gonna feel bad. We're gonna want her to win. What do you mean? Uh, just in, in the room? Just us? Uh, the three of us? No, no, no. I'm saying like the night of the Oscars. <laughs> uh-huh. The night of the Oscars. Yes. If she doesn't win. If we are there with all those gays that come out to, to, to see the show and best actress rolls around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. she doesn't win the award. I feel like it's going to be disappointing. Well, I mean, sure. But like that's not specific to us. What do you mean? No, I'm just saying like <laughs> there's a discussion about whether or not Lady Gaga actually deserves to win. I don't, I don't think people are going to be that disappointed. If she wins, if yeah, she doesn't win, honestly, she... remember that there are ninety nine people in any room that <laughs> don't believe in her. So that's true. I, I said d- if she does that during the Oscar speech, I'm gonna fucking applaud. She won't. She I won't. feel like she knows it's she a knows. meme she knows. now. Yeah, she's like very. That's honestly why I'm surprised that it continued as long as it did <laughs> she's because very... she feels so in control yes, of yes. public perception of her and mm-hmm. her brand. Yes. that it was wild to watch her do this same do like studio spiel yeah. over and over thank god jonah hill said something i oh we needed his voice we in this. needed i i did i did rewatch the supercut again this week and it, was, <laughs> it, it made me laugh and laugh i was like this is so funny the it's subtle hilarious. ways that she changes, <laughs> changes it, it it's unbelievable <laughs> it feels like when you are going in for like one line on an episode of a tv <laughs> yeah. show and you're just standing in front of your mirror and you're like you can go in if you want now. You can go in if you want now. You can go in if you want now. <laughs> Title of oh, up. You, you can go, can in, go in, in if you want, want now. You can go I've done so many auditions for like mean reception, like vaguely mean receptionist <laughs> is sort of my deal right now. Just constantly going in for those and not getting them, but just being like, why am I here? Oh, story. I mean, I, I just, I had a callback for a Duncan not Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin', Dunkin commercial, now. which I thought I fucking slayed. But the one line, <laughs> the, the, it was weird because the first audition was just one line, and yeah. then I came back and the character had been blown out. Wow! Like, and I had tons of lines all of a sudden. I'm like, they wanted to see the improv and all that shit, okay. and I really thought I booked, but didn't book, and oh, that's why damn. I'm here today. Stop. Um, wow. No, no, that, I would have been there, um, Boston, Massachusetts, but didn't book. Didn't book, despite slaying. Um, but the but the line was um, the password is Dunkin'. Oh, no, the password is 
the password is hockey. So and then, I was like, password's hockey. Wait, I'm sorry. You password don't sound natural hockey. saying hockey. You don't. Yeah. You don't sound natural saying that word. No, I agree. And then what? And I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What was the context? Are you? Are you? Is this like? A commercial? I was a Dunkin' Donuts employee who was telling someone the Wi-Fi password of the of the hockey rink. Okay. Let's let, let's let's do let's do some readings between me and Natalie. Well, let's okay. let's do a, 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 a round of readings. <laughs> this is inc- this is one of my favorite games. Come on, let's go. Okay. You go. <laughs> oh, the password is hockey. Great. Okay. The password's hockey. The password is hockey. Wow. Let's do two more rounds. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> the password is hockey. The password is hockey. <laughs> the password is hockey. Okay. That wouldn't book me the gig. That would? <laughs> that would not. Okay. That's what I did. Was that bad in the audition? Yes. So, oh. listeners, you can vote. <laughs> you can vote on which one you like For the which best. one you like the best. Mm-hmm. Title up, the oh, password is hockey. Oh, you know what none of us did? None of us did a Boston accent. And I think oh, that, was, that, that was our failing. You the should have done a Boston. hockey. Yeah. There you okay. go. Okay. I'm John Damon. F. Kennedy. <laughs> and the password is hockey. Oh, and he's, he's John F. Kennedy. <laughs> JFK, the password is hockey. <laughs> That's very good. I, Boston Lobster. I can only I only learned like what JFK's voice sounded like in air quotes from Clone High. Like it's so like oh. I can only do lines from Clone High where he's like, <laughs> I you're wanna party platter. It's incredible. Hold on, wait. And the Simpsons. <clears throat> I haven't seen it yes. yet. Yeah. Matt Damon just hosted SNL. Did he do a Boston accent? He, he did. did a Boston <sighs> Thank accent. God. In, Thank God. Oh yeah. The boxers. Oh yeah. Um uh, Heidi did Angel, every boxer's girlfriend. Oh so good. Yeah. Yes, yes. I love that so much. And someone someone once like responded to the audition videos and was like, isn't Heidi Gardner doing this bit on SNL? And I was like, I've been doing these for two years. Oh, yeah. Also, it's possible that like more than one woman is annoyed by reductive female yes. characters in film. Like, it's not a thing that only one person oh, has no. a monopoly on of just being like, hey, a lot of female characters in male-driven films are not great. It's like, come Why on, Why don't dude. I do something with this? Uh, yeah, you're yeah, totally yeah. so annoying. Also, to be honest... Amy Adams did it first, so maybe we should toss Heidi and Natalie out. Oh! <laughs> Amy. I love we her. love Amy. We love Amy. And Drop Dead Am- Gorgeous. Drop Dead Gorgeous. She's so great in that her first role. So, yeah. Amy is so good in Vice. I can't wait to see and it. And if she were to win the Oscar for this, I'd be like bummed because I wanted to win a Best Actress Oscar, yeah. but she is very, in a, very in a viola, good in, this. in a viola sort of way sure. where it's like you deserve. You, you deserve, deserve the world. More, you deserve more. I want to make sure you get something. Yeah. Um. It's unfair of me to say this without having seen it, but I feel like Vice makes more sense as a best ensemble. Yeah, it, it certainly movie, right? does. Like it, it just it feels does. like Isn't such a well-rounded Tyler cast. Perry Colin Powell. Yeah, he's yeah. good. Great. He's really good. He was good. The whole what was good. the other prestige thing that he did where he wasn't? Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Gone Girl yes, yeah. He was great in Gone Girl. He was Girl. really good in Gone Girl. I really like. It's that weird movie. too because Tyler Perry is like absolutely huge but every time he's in a movie is that part of the ensemble it really works it yeah. works because so much of his brand is yeah. like not looking like himself in things right right and so i went to this vice sag screening and afterwards they did a talk back with adam mckay amy adams and a bunch of the crew oh, cool. members and um, so you were in the same room i was in the same room as aim and um <laughs> adam mckay and his scarf um love that uh but Basically, 
what had happened was mm. um, they were talking about Colin Powell. Uh, they were talking about Tyler Perry, and Tyler Perry had to call Colin Powell and like get his blessing. Wow! And like he said, only Tyler Perry could just call Colin Powell. Sure. And but apparently, like they talked because this is not like a good. It doesn't depict like a good moment in Colin Powell's life. Right. No. Right. But like Colin Powell was fully cool about it. He was like, "Yeah, I mean, that is what happened. Like, this is the truth of the situation. Play it as truthfully as possible." I went out there against my better judgment and said they were weapons of mass destruction out of without a doubt mm-hmm. and I I knew my instinct told me otherwise and I did exactly what they told me to do and mm-hmm. play that god wow has he has Colin Powell himself I mean I don't know if any of us know the answer to this has he like come out and like said as much like yeah. in public okay he's called and this is in the movie he's called it the worst day of his life the wow. day when he had to get up in front of everyone and be like without a doubt like we're doing the right thing uh, they say in the movie like it's a really good scene where Tyler Perry is t- saying it and then you kind of see on his face he's uneasy about it and the voiceover over it is like Colin Powell would la- would later call this the worst I mean wow life. I mean like that is like whatever like it the fact that it happened in real life and that it led to this horrible war is like terrible, but like that is like meaty, 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 meaty role. Yeah. yeah. There <laughs> is a lot of criticism about Vice calling it the Michael Moore of movies, which is oh. like not, not true. But mm. the thing is, I thought Vice was excellent and I think Adam McKay is fantastic. He's a genius. Yeah. Genius. He's fantastic. And not only just like his scripts are so clear, his, his worlds are, it's so cohesive amongst all the actors, even when it gets, like mealy like you were saying like it still feels right um and he gives his actors really fun stuff to do i can't wait for you guys to see this movie to see this one scene between amy adams and christian bale which is like there's so many moments in the script that just like are like wow you don't see movies have fun with themselves like this yeah and there's this one scene where it's it's very very cool and it gives the actors a really cool opportunity and it's like a it's like a sub, it's like a knowing subversion, but it's so funny. Love that, and it's so truthful and real. And I mean, there's also some really real moments that have to do with Mary Cheney, who's played by Allison mm. Pill in the film, mm. um, about how you know her Coming family out, really or... like ultimately really left her out to dry in a crazy way, and yeah. like it's. It's a it's a good movie, and I I it's coming out kind of late, but it's still getting the awards attention deservedly, right. mm-hmm. and I think that it's I think it'll actually make a splash at the Oscars, especially yeah. screenplay. I'm yeah. always so excited to see anything Amy Adams does. She's in this yeah. category of actresses where they can do any genre, and I am obsessed yeah. with that. And it's what I love about Emily Blunt. Rose Byrne is very much yes. in that place. Charlize. Charlize is amazing. Charlize kills me in everything and always like knows what movie she's in uh like never seems floundering at all yes even Um, at this point melissa mccarthy yes she's like crossed over to this space now whatever she can do any genre yeah if you think about the range that it would take to do something like sandra sandra Sandra. doing fucking killing eat like oh yeah it's comedic it's drama yeah yeah yeah. it's any genre and is able to seamlessly use all of her talents to bring it all to life Mm. think about being one actress and doing monster and Mad Max Fury Road and Young Adults. And yeah, and Tully. And Tully. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like all these things. Like in all in even in like And fucking Snow White and the Huntsman, which like is not a good movie, but drag. she it's, is it's incredible yeah, 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 in yeah, yeah, it. Because yeah. she knows exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I would oh my God. I would rather watch that performance than like most male like prestige movie performances. Well, that, that, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't feel this way about male actors at all. Mm-mm. I don't care about whatever their quote unquote versatility is because they don't 
I don't know. It's like it's just so wooden in that way where they're just like they don't want either they don't have the opportunities to do that kind of yeah. fun stuff or it's like they just yeah. are bad. And I feel like <laughs> yeah. also male actors weirdly get away with so much more hair and makeup and prosthetic acting. Yes, yes, and we yes. don't talk about it. Right, right. Whereas right. like when a woman like puts on a fake nose or something to everyone's play a like, historical figure, everyone's like, <gasps> let's talk about the nose for a million years yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or like Margot Robbie, like, yes, the hair and makeup team like does a great job on that movie, but like she's not unrecognizable no. in Mary Queen of Scots and all of these pieces are being done about it that sort of like undermine the acting work that uh-huh. women do whenever they use hair and makeup and prosthetics. And then meanwhile, like, I feel like Gary Oldman, like all of these yeah. actors that I'm like, they just gave you a fucking new face. Yeah. And that's, yeah, 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 and yeah. you did, and you yelled and that was it. And like, it doesn't get covered as much as when women do like one thing to alter their appearance for right. something. It makes me insane. That is interesting. I will shout out one actor and I'm, I'm just trying to talk about Vice again. One actor who I think actually is really fucking good. Steve and Carell? No. no. Well, Steve Carell I think is great. Yeah. Welcome to Marwin. He's always just per- <laughs> he's always just performing. What the fuck is Welcome to Marwin? I'm sorry. I, <laughs> no one will ever know. Like, is- <laughs> the other night was just welcoming me to Marwin over and over. No. We were in a concert together and she was just like she kept going through this door to the bar oh and just kept being like, Welcome, Welcome to, to Marwin. Mar- and then she kept location tagging Marwin. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> Love it. You're gonna love Stupid. it. Oh no, she was just like, welcome. To You're gonna Marwin. love Marwin. Yeah. <laughs> just wouldn't say the actual title, but just kept saying What a dummy. The oh, actor yeah. I was gonna shout out was Christian Bale. He's so fucking oh, good yes. at this and he's so talented and he does a lot of different versatile things. So yes. I will give one actor a shout out, and it's Christian Bale and, and Richard also, E. Grant. And Richard E. Grant. <laughs> and also, you know who I have a crush on? Who? Lucas Hedges. Oh, oh yes, uh, yeah, well, I love that sweet boy. He's your uh, type. His... Stop it! You are cruel. <laughs> <laughs> I just said he's your type. His little Why? breakdown and Why Lady did you Bird say that? So because he, you have a crush on him. And I was like, yeah, he's like, he's like the the Matt Rogers type. What do you mean by that? He's like a, a let's s- unpack a sweet little white boy. Yeah, except for exactly right, and that's fine. He thinks I don't contain multitudes <laughs> sexually. No. Meanwhile, he does. He has no idea what I jack off to. Uh huh. No idea. No idea. Uh, what do you jack off to? What am I jacking off to? Yeah, he's gonna lie. I don't. I've talked about this in the past. Um, uh, I jack off to all sorts of things. Exactly. Great. No, I mean same. Huh? Same. Yes. <laughs> what do you jack off to? Oh, variety. Uh, I, I, I love porn. variety. The magazine. Variety. You just love industry. Yeah. I love porn. The trades. Actually. You love the trades. I love porn, and I I have been really into daddy porn lately. Mm. Mm. But also it feels insane to say what you jack off to because the categories in porn are so disgusting and so like right. it's so like bizarre and like yeah. the way they categorize things it's like oh this is so weird. Anyway, yeah. let's I, do- I used to jack off to the cruel intentions like Shay's scene yeah. when Sarah Michelle Gellar like is lowering herself on Ryan. That's <laughs> beautiful. And that, and that is culture. Is another, yeah, that's, that's another formative cultural moment <laughs> for me. It's time it's time. It's, it's time. time to move on to I don't think so. And honey. we have a legend among us. Oh yeah, the form. Wow. A legend of the form. Now this um, is the first time because I, this is the first time that I have not pre-written anything. That's okay. Wow. No. And I oh, love that. I know because I heard you guys be like, uh, "It's not a good I don't think so, honey." When you are no, reading that, it was, that was a Jacqueline was booster Joel. criticism. I simply read Glenn Close off my phone because I wanted to make sure that I. Eviscerated and I her it. as much as I wanted have always to. wanted to. Yeah, yes, I get yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. I, I fully. Get but it. yeah, we're, for the first time, we're, we're 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 pushing the boundaries of what 
the I don't think so, honey, is. And yeah. if you do, if people who read them, I, I've, I understand people who read it off their phones mm-hmm. in a way, right? But then, uh, but I think uh, Joel was saying that a true I don't think so, honey, is as un as l- minimally written as possible. Just yeah. your, your, the dri- the driving force is just your. Emotion. The hinges are off. The hinges are off, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it fun. Um. But we, you know, but 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 Matt and I, we'll we'll see how. No, we No, I'm just a yeah. slave to the form. No, <laughs> I, I just want be... to always honor the form that you have created. Right. You always, you've never, you've never fallen short. You've never fallen short. Wow, it's I'm true. gonna play. This is my ringtone. <laughs> this is my validation that will get me out of bed in the morning. As you guys are talking about this, I'm like, do I want to do my my topic? I do want to do my topic. Okay, Great. so you want to okay. go first? Yes. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Sam Rockwell, and it's not that I don't <gasps> like you. It's just that I don't think so, honey. Uh, because honestly, uh, like uh, when you won the Oscar uh, last year, I was like, ugh, because it felt like. Whatever, I really didn't want to see that movie, and then I was forced to, and I was like, "Yeah, fine, you're good," but I don't think so, honey. Like, and I am sexually attracted to you, but I still don't think so, honey. Uh, yeah. I kind of always feel like you're kind of doing sort of the same thing. Like, it's mm. always very Sam Rockwell, and it's not that that's bad. I just don't think so, honey. Uh-huh. Like, and I really don't think so, honey. You invite thirty seconds getting awards recognition, and the thing is, it's not that you are doing anything wrong. It's the conversation around you being so bloated, and it's this thing we're talking about, which I don't think so, honey, about, which is like allowing people to get praise for doing kind of like easy things and it's like seconds. you're getting kind of like recognition for doing this I'm sorry but sketch comedy performance and this is not I don't think so honey sketch comedy it's Sam Rock it's Sam Rock well I don't think so honey getting praised for doing Five the sketch comedy performances on the world stage at the Oscars I don't think so honey Sam Rock well I loved you most in Charlie's Angels and that's one minute he was great in Charlie's Angels incredible final yes. line <laughs> incredible he was so hot in Charlie's line. Angels yeah and so good and like it was the first time I kind of got a sense of Sam Rockwell and I was like oh he's like sexy and he's but isn't it funny that he starts out like in the movie being like dweeby and like and then yeah. when, he, when, when he does the heel turn it's fun oh, in absolutely. that house and that's sexual yes that's, both of my types are like dweeby <laughs> nerd who worships me and then like a full-on villain that <laughs> and he's rocking that tank top too he's rocking oh, the show hell he, yeah Sam Rockwell secret good body oh that, yes okay and that just Charlie's Angels the first one is such a good movie because yeah it really is the way that, that that turn is executed it's all one shot and it's like it like it's Marvin Gaye's playing and like Drew's yeah. like in her like is is like post is like naked with the sheet over her yes and like you really don't see it coming. you don't see it coming in the way that it ha- McG what a genius <laughs> McG as his rule culture number ninety eight McG what a genius an auteur an auteur <laughs> and the OC and then he moved on to do the OC oh. yes um, okay so this okay. has to be Bowen Yang's I don't think so oh honey. my god. Do you good? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. My sister demanding and badgering (laughs) me for screeners. And it's truly Uh one of the most stressful things that's been happening to me in the last couple months. She's like, when are you getting screeners? When are you getting screeners? When are you getting screeners? Yang, I love you. I don't. I, this is my first year getting them. I haven't gotten them yet. I think SAG doesn't give you as many as Writers Guild does, as WGA does. And all my WGA friends are getting all their screeners ahead of time. And I. I don't think that you should feel entitled to what's to something that I don't even particularly even have the time to like uh, to take care of. I know she's listening. I love her so much. She's a, she's a, she's a, she's been supportive very recently, but also like, uh, d- come on, just like uh, fucking pirate that shit then, or just go to the movies. You're in Atlanta. You have fifteen seconds. Gorgeous giant megaplex malls where you just go to like. <laughs> 
recline in seats and watch these films. I, you know, it's, it's, don't, don't rely on me. I'm not your gateway to showbiz. You are your own (laughs) gateway to showbiz. Everyone is a culturista. No one needs anyone to be shepherded into culture. You are your own shepherd. And that's one minute. You know what, Yang? You want the screeners? Join the union. Join the union. Write honey. something. <laughs> write a script. Yang, you want the script? You want to get the WGA? Write, a, write script. a script. She wants to write a script actually with her friend Rohini, and they're they're both growing up. They were like the best, smartest people, and they wrote I a lot. Of, I want to hear that. They wrote a lot of like. I mean, like granted, they were in like the tenth grade, but they wrote like they wrote a lot of stuff together, and they're two very funny, creatively keyed in people, and then like you know thing life happened and then like but then yang is having this really great sort of moment where she's like i think i want to like a creative research try she's having a creative resurgence and i fully support it i Um, love that but you know what she she's gonna get her own screeners and you know what i don't think so many people like demanding things that require me to go put something in the mail exactly i'm like it's like you guys no because then i have to go to the fucking mail i yeah exactly i feel this i feel this way i feel this way um i feel that way I feel this way, I feel that way. I feel this I feel way, way, that way. And the way, way. I feel and right now way. is that we are going to feel a certain kind of way. <clears throat> With Natalie Walker. Natalie Walker's going to do okay. her I Don't Think So Honey. Um, okay. So this is Natalie Walker's I Don't Think So Honey. Her time starts now. I Don't Think So Honey, James Franco. <laughs> Why are we allowing James Franco uh, to be around and about? He has. <laughs> why are we giving him so many chances? Why is this the person that we've decided he gets to fucking proposition a seventeen-year-old at the stage door after his Broadway show? Oh, he gets to like uh, B- Busy Phillips comes out and is like he abused me on the set of Freaks and Geeks. And also, we were at NYU when he was on the motherfucking loose. He right. became the Svengali figure of this girl in my year at Adler, who was from Canada and like didn't know. What she was getting into and he was horrible to her and did a bullshit play Fuck. at Adler where he like yelled at her on stage he had people do Angels in America and he was on a god mic in the back Ew. and he would just repeat like the actress would go are you a homo and he would go are you a homo Ew, he's 15 seconds. an idiot and he's not talented and I am so incensed that he is allowed to just continue yes. being James Franco yes. around and about Five at seconds. a middling level of talent ah! I don't think so honey oh my god at a middling level of talent thank you so much and yes we need to talk about this James, the James Franco presence at NYU between the, eight, the years of like 2007 and 2000, what, 11? Mm, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or no, he was like there for like two years. The, it was like yeah, 2008, 2009. It felt 10. like he was yeah. there for a decade because he just it was would pervasive. sporadically come to classes and then hit on young girls. Every and, lecture yeah. across every school. This was even in CAS. I would, it would just be like me, like conversations of the West or whatever bullshit social studies class I had to take for my core. But people would come in every single day and be like, wow. So and so saw James Franco. Here's a picture, like in, in Washington Square Park, and it's like, what is this celebrity worship going on here? Like, Such a spectacle. It's yeah. not worth. Like, doesn't. Oh, and that fucking moment where the the, the person who took the photo of him in like sleeping in that yeah. lecture, nodding off. Like, it just he it was, was asleep in every class. I heard. Yeah, That's but it, like it grossed me out then, and then he was like also fucking so yes. many like yeah. young women that were like impressionable and I just Ugh. did not dig and he um and yeah and when now he, when he was doing a play at Adler which he just like used their space and was like I'll sell tickets or whatever Ugh. uh my friend was in it he recruited like six Adler kids to be in it uh-huh. including the girl that he was with at the time and there was one rehearsal where a woman walked in, like stumbled in, and James was like, "Oh, I'm I'm sponsoring. I'm like this girl's AA sponsor." And he brought it her... was Lindsay Lohan. 
And she like stumbled in and was with her friends <laughs> and was like giggling and just talking through the whole rehearsal. And James apparently like yelled at her and told her to leave in front of everyone. And she like cried and left. Um, oh. This is but, yeah. true ego to think that you can just allow like, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so much going on in that story. It's, it's <laughs> truly so much. I will never forget my friend Will, my like best friend Will got back and was like, as someone that grew up obsessed with Lindsay Lohan, I <laughs> was so sad for so many reasons. Like, that story shakes me. Yeah. 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 I, honestly, the thing with James Franco is I've always just been like allured by him. And now as of late, I'm just kind of like, oh, God, I really don't care. There are just so many reasons to, to not, not with James Franco yeah. that I'm absolutely baffled that we continue. There's a ton of other people in the world to, yes. to admire. Like, yes. and it's just like, to yeah, give any know. attention to. The Busy Phillips thing is weird. It, the yeah. fact that he ever thought he could just push her to the ground. I get that pe uh, people are young, they do whatever they do, whatever they do, stupid shit, but like he pushed someone to the ground. Yeah. And it affected her enough to keep talking about it. Just, it just, uh, these men just like can keep taking these hits and like it doesn't really even. The hits keep coming. Yeah. Because it's a glorification of a time in Hollywood, especially where like male actors, w when they were really quote unquote in it, yeah. could yeah. do whatever they wanted and they would just be heralded as a genius. God. Like Dustin Hoffman conspired with his director in Kramer versus Kramer to actually oh, yeah, throw yeah. a glass at Meryl right, Streep. Right. And that's not okay. That's nuts. That's truly not okay. And oh, especially, it was like very pervasive at NYU, even just like beyond James Franco. It's just like you see how yeah. all of that is ingrained. Yeah. In yep, yep, yep. Wow. Men. We should move on from men. We should move, we should on, move on from, from men. men. We are post male. We are post men. Post men. <laughs> we are post men. Hey, hey, wait, wait a, a minute. minute. We Mr. are post men. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Um, can you believe this app? I can't believe this app. Um, what a true I came in I came in today. You saw me today earlier. I was just tired. Like, oh babe, I don't know if I like I was I, I was just like tired no, full I of poop. No, no, it wasn't like I was <laughs> tired full of poop. I was like, I was like, I I was like this I was like this is like such a weird place for me to be like I don't know like where I'm at and Natalie just recalibrated my emotional state the recalibrator perfect. she's the perfect she's the perfect one she I is the perfection can I tell you what a dream come true this has been I feel that you must come back you must because because she, this, this is a return this guest. is a culturista yes and look we have great guests but not everyone's a culturista not everyone's a culturista I think Natalie is one of the few just a compendium of references really but that but that mixed with the way that you were able to communicate that to a larger audience, mixed with um, mixed with this very this very textured background, I think is everything that a culturista is. It's and she's schooling me on what a culturista should be, mm -hmm. and that is why we love. That is why we love Natalie Walker. And I would actually give you the opportunity <laughs> of ending us on the song, and we will join in. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! This is so stressful. What you song? Do I know songs? In the shallow, In the shallow, In the shallow, We're far from the shallow now. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, 
Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.